This is Matt Connickson. I'm a sales agronomist with CHX Ag Services in Oakley, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Tuesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Randy Conan along with Tyler Donaldson. We'll also hear a report from Whitney Pittman as well. The morning European weather model run turned a bit drier for Argentina. Southern Brazil and Paraguay, while the U.S. model still has some rain in the forecast. The drier forecast allowed the soybean market to bounce higher at the open. Uh, however, World Weather Incorporated says the bulk of Argentina's soybeans, corn, sunflowers, and sorghum are grown in the middle two-thirds of the country where subsoil moisture has been the best. Corn Belt Marketing Market Analyst Sam Hudson says traders are doing a little short covering. There's really nothing else uh, you know, to speak about here. I would keep an eye on the energy markets. You know, we had a, a little bit of volatility here, you know, obviously over the last several weeks with some of the stuff going on in, in the Red Sea and uh, Middle, East, Middle East in general. Um, and after a break overnight here, we've had a pretty good uh, sharp recovery here mid-morning. So keep an eye on that. Um, you know, something like that in the outside markets could create a little bit of short covering in a market where border trade really doesn't have anything else to talk about. So uh, demand needs to improve and uh, at this point, we're still looking at the tail end of South America's weather to determine if we need to change price. Basis bids at the regional grain elevators, followed by the Red River Farm Network, continue to see minor changes. Corn basis in Worthington widening by six cents to 16 cents under the March contract. The corn basis at Aberdeen narrowed by seven cents to 53 cents under the March contract. Soybean basis is unchanged from a week ago, ranging from 60 to 90 cents under the March contract. Spring wheat basis mostly unchanged, ranging from 10 to 75 cents under the March Minneapolis contract. The, Nor the North Dakota Livestock Summit is underway. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Whitney Pittman has more from Fargo. Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network at the North Dakota Livestock uh, Summit here with uh, North Dakota Livestock Alliance Executive Director Amber Wood. Talk about the event here. We're about halfway through the day here so far, but uh, lots of stuff coming up this afternoon as well. Yeah, absolutely. We are on cloud nine right now. This is the biggest crowd we've ever had. It's just it's spectacular. You walk in the room and it's just warmth right away. People are enthusiastic and excited for the future of Animal Egg. So uh, talk about the importance of, of this event and what it means for developing livestock operations and, and expanding that, that sector of agriculture in the state. Yeah, absolutely. You know, our, our summit is a really cool one-stop shop for any, any industry that a person is in, whether you're in beef, pork, dairy, if you're a crop producer interested in learning how to use manure on your land for the first time, or if you're even interested in putting up a livestock facility, this is a great place to be. Like I jokingly call it a matchmaking event, you know, because we're, we're connecting pig farmers with landowners. It's just, it's so much fun. So regardless of what avenue you are involved in animal agriculture, would like to be involved in animal agriculture, this is the place to be. And you know, something from this morning, talking about the, the different ideas and different ways that operations can kind of share and, and learn from each other, that's something that I've already sort of experienced, just questions from the crowd on, uh, with some of the speakers. Good, yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's very interesting. You know, we've got so many different financial incentive programs out there from the state and federal levels. So many different things. So that's some speakers here today from many different, you know, Department of Commerce, Department of Ag, NRCS, Bank of North Dakota. They're here to say, okay, we have this program to qualify for grant, interest buy down, all these different monies that are available. And these livestock producers, you know, we got to use these grants, or we could lose them. 
you know? So let's find out how to get you qualified, get you applied, and get some of these benefits out there. Because we know that break-evens right now, I mean, it's a it's a tough world. Construction costs are high, you know? So these kind of things can help you really, really move on to the next level for your operation. All right. Well, thank you so much. Again, Amber Wood joining us here from Fargo, North Dakota. I'm Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network. Van Onen Company market analyst Jim Empter says the livestock markets continue to look firm. Cutouts firming. You've got, uh, you know, the supply situation that remains around. Yes, demand may be suspect at times as we work ahead, but we've got some technical momentum now. And we're coming into these first to second price counts for both feeder cattle, live cattle. They're also, ironically, the 50% retracement levels. And you've also got the 100 and 200-day moving averages into these areas. So this is just your first major inflection point. The National Association of State Departments of Agriculture has released its legislative priorities for 2024. NASDA Senior Director of Public Policy R.J. Carney says the Farm Bill is at the top of that list. We are keeping the pressure on, uh, really calling on Congress to act now. Uh, to make sure we can get a farm bill uh, through Congress to the to, to the president's desk uh, before the election cycle gets, kicks into full swing. Uh, we really want to try to separate uh, the farm bill from getting too close to uh, to the upcoming elections. Uh, here in, in November. Carney believes the House and Senate Agriculture Committee leadership is close to having a farm bill ready for prime time. But I don't think either uh, the House or Senate want to put forward what the what the, the text or anything is going to look like until they have certainty that there's going to be opportunity on the floor uh, to, to have a vote, uh, make sure it can move through the uh, committee process. This will be the first trillion-dollar farm bill, but Carney says that dollars will still be tight for this legislation. Pinto bean production in the U.S. is down from last year. NDSU Extension Crops marketing economist uh, Frayne Olson said despite lower acreage, Pinto bean production levels were about average. If we look at total production, now we're looking at total 100 weight produced. Um, Again, we are off a bit from last year. Last year we had a pretty good compensation for lower acres, but we also had some, some higher yields this year. We had more typical yields, but when we look at total pounds produced, it wasn't a bad year. I mean, if you look over a long term from about 2006 through 2023, I would say from a total production standpoint, we were about average. Olson warns that average pinto bean production and strong export demand could lead to pinto bean uh, higher pinto bean stocks in 2024. We are going to come into the 2024 season with relatively tight stocks. Um, uh, we never run out. Price The pricing system guarantees and makes sure that we, that we never really run out of beans, but it is going to be very tight. Moving forward into 2024, the industry, not only individual bean houses but and, and buyers, but also the industry as a whole has to be a bit careful that yes, we need to increase our acreage base, but we don't want to increase that acreage base too much. We don't necessarily want to bid prices in the contract uh, world too high to stimulate too much production because then all of a sudden we, we end up with two or three years of inventory that takes us quite a while to be able to work through. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Tuesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. Farmers and ranchers can now make their USDA farm loan payments online. The Pay My Loan feature is one of the ways the Farm Service Agency is modernizing its farm loan program. To use this feature, producers must establish a USDA customer account and go through the electronic authentication process. 
Minnesota's Agriculture Utilization Research Institute, AURI, worked on over 220 projects over the past year. AURI, AURI Executive Director Shannon Schlecht says that has resulted in over $260 million in new annual sales for businesses and entrepreneurs. Awesome. helped with investments of over $148 million in new capital, uh, that companies put in that we helped de-risk through through some of the work that we did with them, uh, and of course supporting jobs in, in rural areas and, and across the, the state and the region of uh, about 450 jobs. So we were we're pr- pretty proud of those uh, impact numbers that we helped generate and um, supported the agricultural economy throughout uh, throughout Minnesota, uh, right and across the region. AURI focuses on two primary areas: food and bioindustrial categories. Looking to the future, Schlecht sees many opportunities to expand markets. That includes hydrogen and its applications within agriculture. So we've worked with Minnesota Corn on a project of looking at ethanol to hydrogen in terms of can ethanol be a hydrogen carrier and utilize that infrastructure as we think about that, that transition. Uh, the work going on around um, green ammonia and green urea uh, is really fascinating when we look at the feedstocks that we have available here in the region. Um, from you know renewable energy with wind and solar to the the carbon dioxide that comes off ethanol plants to create local fertilizers uh, that would be a lower carbon intensity and and help with some of the the new programs that we're seeing for sustainable aviation fuel and, and renewable diesel. That full interview can be found at rrfn.com. Agronomy on Ice will be held as scheduled on Devil's Lake, February 7th. Uh, rock and roll agronomy owner Jason Hansen says the condition of the ice is very good. We've had some concerns. People have, you know, lakes in Minnesota. There was some folks uh, not too long ago that went in the lake on Devil's Lake. But all of the issues that they, if you're hearing that, are people that are crossing pressure ridges. So everywhere I've drilled, 20 to 24 inches of ice, and it's good ice, deep ice. We got better ice this year than last year. We don't have slush pockets. So the spot where we have out in front of Woodland Resort, we're going to be just fine. Hansen says there's still time for vendors to register. I think our forecast last week was we were going to be about 19, 20 degrees, and that's changed. I think we're going to be in the mid-30s now, um, a week from you know now. So that'll be probably one of the warmer events that we've ever had out there. Uh, we're getting everything situated. We have a call today, our group. How to get everything situated. You know, you see you could put a plow out there and make your alleys, and we don't have enough snow to even make trails. So it's going to be a, we got to come up with some unique uh, ways to get everybody positioned and put into an order, but uh, we're going to be good. Woodland Resort is ready to take us, and anybody who wants to come over and attend this event, feel free to do so. EPA has given its approval for VSFX. Cereal herbicide from Bayer combines Group 2 and Group 4 active ingredients. It provides control of tough weeds, including Group 1 resistant wild oats, foxtail, and kochia. While Husky Complete provides the convenience of of broad-spectrum grass and broadleaf control in a single spray, VSFX offers tank mix flexibility so farmers can customize their weed control to meet their specific weed challenges. Corteva AgriScience and John Deere have announced a partnership that combines the digital and onboard capabilities of John Deere with the agronomic expertise of Corteva. Farmers will be able to have access to Corteva's agronomic recommendations through the John Deere Operations Center. Uh, Pilot programs will begin in the United States this spring. 
Agco has launched a new distribution model that it describes as transformative. FarmerCore will use tools that put dealers in closer proximity to farmers, uh, both on-site and online. One-size-fits-all outlet approach will be de-emphasized and moves to a hub-and-spoke model. The FarmerCore program includes mobile service fleets, alternative formats, and parts-only stores, and new digital tools. This is the Red River Farm Network. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. The Red River Watershed Management Board has announced the availability of LIDAR data. Executive Director Rob Sipp says this is the first update since 2009. What this data will primarily be used for, uh, at least one, one major use up in the Red River Valley, would be for farmers and landowners to use the elevation data when they're doing drainage projects. And so not only will farmers and landowners use it, but also natural resources managers will be using the data, um, floodplain managers, emergency managers, and so forth. So a lot of, uh, lot of good uses for it, both agricultural and, and for managing water up here in the Red River Valley. Old data accuracy was within six inches, while LIDAR's new precision data is within up to three to four inches. This project was paid entirely by local tax dollars here in the Red River Valley. Watershed districts and counties all came together, and uh, no, no state or federal dollars are part of this, so uh, local, local effort. This data covers the Minnesota portion of the Red River Valley. Ron Offutt is part of Farm Equipment Magazine's inaugural Dealer Hall of Fame. Offutt is the founder and chairman emeritus of RDO Equipment based in Fargo. And as reported previously, David Meyer and Peter Christensen of Titan Equipment are also being inducted into this Hall of Fame. Checking markets before we leave you this noon hour. March wheat, Minneapolis, six and three quarter cents higher. That's at seven dollars. The May contract, seven cents higher at seven oh five. Chicago March wheat, eleven and a quarter higher at six oh four and three quarters. Kansas City March wheat's thirteen cents higher at six thirty one and a quarter. March corn, seven cents higher at four forty seven and a quarter. July corn, seven and a half higher at four sixty six and three quarters. March soybeans, 23 and a half cents higher at 12.17 and three quarters. The May contract, 22 cents higher at 12.27. March soybean meal, 8.20 a ton higher. Bean oil is 45 points higher. In Winnipeg, March canola, $2.90 a metric ton higher at 6.11.60 Canadian. February live cattle, 65 cents higher, 178.02. April's up 55 cents at 181.77. March feeder cattle, 275 higher at 241.37. April contract, 232 higher at 246.92. February lean hogs, 80 cents higher at $76.07. Thanks for joining us. Have a good afternoon. This is the Red River Farm Network.